incredible is that narrative? Well, it is. Uh, it depends on how you speak to Razia. I mean, uh, you know, if you speak to people who are who are very critical of President Erdogan, who are deeply cynical and sceptical about what he intends to do with the country, they would completely believe this because he has made that change to a presidential system, boosting of his own powers, his number one priority. And in fact, he forced his prime minister to resign a couple of weeks ago in order, because his prime minister was not supporting that. If you speak to Erdogan supporters, they say this is rubbish. It is simply because the, the pro-Kurdish MPs are supporting terror. It is such a divided country at the moment that it really depends on which side you speak to. But it is a pretty dangerous and pretty contentious uh, bill and contentious move in Parliament. And really, the pro-Kurdish MPs say that if they're pushed out of Parliament, it could significantly worsen violence in the southeast of Turkey. The BBC's correspondent in Turkey, Mark Lowen. Thanks very much. Let's hear now for Amberin Zaman, who is a Turkey expert at the Wilson Centre, which is an independent think tank in Washington. Did she think that this move to remove some of the immunity from prosecution um, that MPs enjoy is designed to strengthen the hand of President Recep Tayyip Erdogan? Well, I think it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to make that argument, really, considering the sort of campaign that's being mounted against the Kurdish parliamentarians, the Kurdish People's Democracy Party, ever since they managed to win seats in the parliament for the first time back in June last year. And when they did so, very soon after you had the government and you had the president in particular sort of attacking them, calling them terrorists, after years of saying, you know, the Kurds should be fighting for their rights through political means and abandon violence. And when they do so, when they enter the parliament, they seem to be faced with uh, all these charges. So you would really be very confused if you were a Kurdish parliamentarian or a Kurd for that matter. What would you say to what we've just heard from Gulna Ibed and the AK party says this all the time, that this is an issue of national security, that Turkey faces a profoundly serious threat from the PKK and this is the government's, the state's way of dealing with it inside parliament? Well, first of all, these lawmakers, I mean, when you look at the charges against them, it's very hard to say that they're actually engaged in terrorism. They are making statements, comments that appear to support the Kurdish people who are facing this repression that you described earlier on, rather than supporting the PKK per se. In fact, you've heard the leader of the HDP, Selatin Demirtas, condemn violence that's committed by any of the parties to this conflict. So what, what you're saying is that the AK party and, and President Erdogan in particular is conflating those two things, that support for the Kurdish people, which is what the HDP argue is necessary and, and what they represent these people in parliament to do, is being conflated with support for a terrorist organization. Sadly, yes. I and mean, that's the way it was back in the 90s at the height of the conflict. And what's so tragic about all this is this very same government and president were at the forefront of efforts to make peace with the PKK and actually negotiated with them. This was a first. And back in February of last year, they seemed to have borne fruit where you had a sort of roadmap for peace that was unveiled by government officials. And then very soon after, the government and the president sort of did a U-turn. And Kurdish parliamentarians would argue that it's because they refused to support Erdogan's 
ambitions to boost his uh, executive powers. He needs to change the constitution in order to do that. And obviously, if you remove lawmakers who are opposed to those changes, it might make things easier. So not surprising that they do link these two things. Turkey expert Amberin Zaman. Now, it's expected that thousands of people will continue to try to reach Europe this year from Syria and Iraq, taking the same paths hundreds of thousands of migrants before them have taken, dangerous journeys by sea and land, a gamble for the chance to live without the threat of the Islamic State group. But a growing number of people are returning to northern Iraq because of what they found in Europe, which was far from what they'd hoped for. Jim Muell reports. <laughs> This is Franco, who's seven, telling me about how he heard bombs going off as his mother was in hospital giving birth to his little sister, Francella. It was the very day militants of so-called Islamic State overran...